All right, this is Black In Session. I'm Dallas. I am Giovanni. All right, uh, welcome to another episode. So I am back from Cancun. <laughs> we were just talking about. It was a. It was my first time in an all-inclusive resort, um, and I'm never going back. Like, you know, those first few days, you're like, oh my god, uh, is there going to be a bill at the end of this? Like, we're, we got another tequila. We got another. Like, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop, but it never did. Lots of good food, lots of good drinks, maybe too many drinks. Uh, but yes, I had a really good time with my boyfriend. Um, an unforgettable experience, and I can't wait to do it again somewhere else in a different country. Boyfriend? Are you mean to tell me that you are what we call a homosexual? <laughs> You're sp- you should wait. That's so so. <laughs> but yes. I had to take the opening. Just... <laughs> you don't know when another one's coming. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. No, I get that. And I've, I've received feedback from the public that some people are into it and some people are not. So this is me listening or not. But there you go. Yes, me and my boyfriend, we had a really good time. It was our first trip together. It was a really nice time. Oh, that's cute. Can't wait to see the babies in nine months. <laughs> COVID um, babies. I unfortunately did not get to travel. I was here slaving away working um, like the good teacher I am. And, you know, it was cute. It was fun. Not really, but you know, I'm here surviving or crawling my way through till summer vacation, which is when I hope to be on somebody's beach with somebody's <laughs> man, preferably mine. <laughs> um, I was about to say, required. Uh, what do you think about that? Like the fact that certain uh, charter school networks are, they're ending the school year early and they're coming back earlier right now because of the pandemic and closing and stuff. Like they're ending like in May and coming back like early August. Yeah, I was actually just talking to a friend earlier. He asked me when my school year was over, and I told him, oh, like, same time it always is. Um, this network is just ending at around the same time I would have at my old school. Um, but I do know that we're coming back a little bit earlier, but by not that much, at least. Nothing that makes me feel like, oh, my gosh. I think it's just, like, a, one of those, like, oh, this school year has been shitty and so was the one before what's an easy fix we can do oh we just give them more time in classrooms it's like yes but also you know it's more than just being in the classroom longer you know it's like what are we doing in the classroom we can't just be doing which has been a lot of the problem this school year you would think that wouldn't be the case but it is of just doing the same thing we would do under a normal school year curriculum when you know that's not like I just found out last week that we are officially having the state test here in New York, and so that's a thing. Uh, I'm not worried about it. It's gonna be like a one of those um, what's it called? This is just more so so that the I guess the state and somebody whoever looks at this just has an idea of where kids are at, which you know is all great and dandy, but I don't think we need to have a state test for that, you know, but. What do I know? I am just a simple teacher who's been teaching for a few years now. So. <laughs> are kids? How are kids handling like being back in person? Um, well, my students are not back in person, um, but the few I think right now kindergarten and then first grade is coming back. I think next week. Um, but you know, kindergarten. Imagine starting kindergarten for the first time, like your first schooling experience inside of a school building for the first time in April. That's um, wild, yeah. So, yeah, I remember walking by last week one of the classrooms, and I was just like, ah, uh, ah, uh, not this. Like, it's it's a lot. And then, like, you can imagine the teachers who have to then, like, flex muscles that they haven't had to flex in 
over a year, let alone this time of year, you know, so, it's a lot of head fuckery, but, yeah. that's, that's the life we are in, or the world we're in, you know? Yeah. Wild times. Wild. Wild, wild, wild. Alright, are you ready to dive into this episode? Yes, I am. Alright. So today, we uh, we never got a chance to let you guys know about your homework, so don't worry. Nobody's in trouble. No one's losing points. It's okay. Not a pop quiz. Today, we're going to be <laughs> talking about um, a little show called Blackish. Um, specifically, uh, we're going to be talking about an episode from season four towards the end of that season. I forgot which number episode I'm looking was. it up right now. Cool, cool, cool. Um, but essentially, it's episode twenty. Film. Episode ah, twenty. Ah, yes. Thank you. Episode twenty from Blackish season four, and the main topic is going to be centered around divorce. Um, but we could also like delve into just like relationships ending. You know, you know. I'm not married. Haven't been married. I don't think you have been either. Um, so, but I think we can apply a lot of the things from this episode to other, you know, relationship dynamics. Um, and we really wanted to focus on this because I think, for me personally, I think this is one of, like, peak blackish for me of, like, what makes it not just one of those, like, ABC half-hour comedies um, with black people in it. And it, I felt like it was the first real storyline that they had that felt like, oh, these are real people. And it lasts beyond just this episode. It takes up the, the last, what, like, four or five four, episodes. It's a four-episode arc, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they close out the season with it. And... Um, it's really interesting because a lot of these, especially like a half-hour comedy, they don't usually like do that. It's usually like, oh, we have our like, we're getting separated episode, and then like it's wrapped up, or maybe it's a two-parter, and then that's it, and then they're just like fine the next day. But this was like the first time where it was like they're not okay and they aren't going to be okay, and yeah. So we just wanted to dive into that. Um, so. You know, if you haven't watched the episode yet, like, feel free to watch it. It's literally 30 minutes. Um, and then you can have a little bit of a idea of what we're talking about. But, but I would also say, I think it is pretty general and pretty, even if you haven't watched the episode, you can still, like, follow our conversation. Because, again, like, a lot of this is, if, you, if you've seen a single episode of Blackish, like, there, I think that's what makes this episode and this arc awesome is that, their little annoyances that they have with each other throughout the whole series that finally blow up in this in this arc. And so if you've seen a single episode of Blackish, you can see like, oh yeah, I can see why they would get to this point of separation. Absolutely. Even like from the very first episode, some of these annoyances were brought up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think their their relationship dynamic has always come off as like, you can read it as being a toxic relationship or you can just read it as being like a truly loving but like dysfunctional relationship um and i think oftentimes it depends on what side of it you personally fall on but i think this is like you said the first time where you really see a lot of those things that would make you be like i don't know if she would you know be okay with that or he would be okay with that and they just kind of they themselves realize i don't think i'm okay with this anymore yeah. yeah. So sure. you want to dive in? Let's dive in. All right. Open up to page three, please. <laughs> Chapter one. Setting the scene. <laughs> so the episode opens up, and they're um, 
having a what was like a one year birthday party for their newborn Devonte, and uh, throughout the it's like a long scene with little mini scenes within it, but essentially the the crux of this scene opening scene really is just that they are arguing about Devonte hasn't started walking yet and dre is very concerned about that and Bo is very much like no it's fine like doctors say that kids are all at different times mind you they've had four four kids at this point so he's the fifth Child. You know, ridiculous good uh, great um, like, it's a, it's, just you were they not love themselves yeah, i'm like they don't understand they will never be empty nesters <laughs> No. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they get in, so they've been like bickering about like, oh, like Dre's very concerned that like he's not walking and Bo's just like reassuring, like, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to happen when it's happened. And then we see this thread of like them constantly arguing about Devante, but really about other things, but like also about genuinely about Devante. Um, so yeah, any thoughts about, I guess, like the beginnings of this argument? Uh, well, it happens once the party's wrapping up. Um, they start mm-hmm. to argue about the little things, like, and that's and that's a real. That felt like a real couple moment where, you know, I've had this with people I'm dating, where you know you you go to a party, and then the party's over, and they turn to you and like, well, I don't like when you said this. I don't like that you brought this up. You know what I mean? Like, why did you have to talk about this? So there was a lot of that back and forth, and it was just. It was so the whole conversation was passive aggressive and it was just it was constant like a lot of bickering like about the dishes like oh now you want to do the dish you know like little things like that what I, I sorry keep going no what I what I did like about it is that Dre Dre like instead of just arguing and keep, and then just arguing Dre stops and is like I feel like we're in a funk right now. So somebody in a relationship naming that I think is a really good step. You know, being like, hey, I, I something's off with us. Let's talk about it. Yeah, and I, I jotted that down as that they both acknowledge that something is off. They they both recognize that like we're not ourselves right now. Mm-hmm. Ourselves being like the the unit, um, and they agree to do go into couples therapy. I genuinely enjoyed i don't that sounds weird like very schadenfreudenistic schadenfreudenistic is that a thing i don't know very schadenfreud of me to be like into this particular argument but when with the dishes because you see so as they're arguing about the Devante thing jerry's washing a dish and then he like finishes and then immediately bo picks it up and he's like what are you doing she's like you didn't do it right and i felt like that was such a we're arguing about something else and I feel like I want to like move on but I'm still upset oh you just did something else annoying so now this is going to become a big deal which becomes a recurring theme throughout the episode and I feel like that's real we don't see a lot of that in like television movies like these little like arguments that are like actually fueled by something else no absolutely yeah um and these are things like the way she said it was like, oh, now you want to do the dishes or something? Like, it's like, mm. this is an issue that they've been having for a while. And it's like, wow. There were plenty of moments, they've been married for 20 years, when she could have addressed that. You know, like, hey, you know, I just really would appreciate if you could do the dishes a little bit better. You know, can you make sure to do both sides? But when you have so much time where you didn't address it, suddenly it becomes like a stronger, like a more of an issue. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you hold things in, yeah. Yeah, when you hold things in. I can't imagine, like, being annoyed by something for 20 years and then addressing it. I'd probably be like, bitch, why don't you know? Like, it, just, it would just come out, you know? 
I've got like five years tops. <laughs> right. And, like, uh, and I don't. And I don't usually let most things slide, but if I had to, I, I probably like a five-year hard limit. So <laughs> after that, it's uh, World War Three. Um, too soon. Um, so yeah, so they go to a couples therapy, and we see um, immediately just already arguing again about little things. Some of it is related to well, um, let's let's. I like that. Who 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 brought up couples therapy? Who suggested it? Was it Dre? It was Bo. It was okay, Bo. Bo. Yeah. So so Dre was I think the one that started the conversation of like we're not our like we're off or so something off. Yeah. And they were just like talking, and she was like, maybe we should go back to. Um, insert therapist name and which i think there was an earlier episode in the season where they might have went to or like in a previous season i'm not sure because they referred to like go back to her yeah i just can't remember they said it had been a while yeah i will say to her i will say um i'm a fan of couples therapy i haven't done it but i just liked it as an idea um therapy in general you know i've always done individual therapy i think especially in a situation like this it's difficult when you go to couples therapy already angry you know what i mean like it's already charged versus like hey this is something we're working through this is like no we're couples therapy as a last solution you know you see that a lot in movies right like they they go to couples therapy and they're like arguing and angry with each other it's like you're not even going to hear the other side at that point well, and later in the episode, uh, Dre's boss is like, if you're already going to couple ther- couples therapy, then you're like, it's already over. And so that makes me think a lot about what you're saying. Of like, Yeah, that's the trend. People go to couples therapy when it's like, oh, my God, like everything's wrong. Like, oh, we want to fix it. Let's go to couples therapy. And then you're already like charged up. Like you're not solution. You're not thinking solutions at that point. Um, but if you go to couples therapy, it's like, hey, you know, I think there's some things we need to work on. But I think, again, I think it has that connotation that if I mention couples therapy, it's because we're like on the, you know, like what's the de- the deathbed. Yes. Like things are essentially going to be done. If yeah. Already over. Or it's like, hey, I know I really want us to work on our communication a little bit. Can we go to couples therapy and talk about that? Mm-hmm. And I think it's. It takes a self a level of like self and it's hard because it's not you self-awareness it's self-awareness within the context of another person to recognize things are not heading in the right direction right now we're like bickering here and there but we're not having full arguments we should probably seek some type of counseling of some sort i think it's harder to see that or feel that in the moment and i think people are more likely to feel the need to get the help once things are really bad right it's Mm -hmm. like Oh, I cut myself. I don't need to go to the doctor. And then next thing you know, your like finger fell off. You know, no, because some great. Oh, some now infection. I have to go to the doctor. You know. Yeah. Um. So it's like, we don't go when it's like when the when the initial cut happens. You go when it's like now we have to chop off your limb. I mean that's human nature. Like um, yeah. we don't change unless there's like some huge thing that forces us to change. Right. So what did you think about this like? The, what they're arguing about, how they're arguing, to the point where the therapist literally has to just be like, okay, so this is becoming unproductive now. And like she has like to interject. It's because I think there's so many little things that both of them want to address that they're like, it's just vomiting it all out. Like, you know, you don't do this, you don't do that, you don't do this. You know what I mean? Like just bickering, like all the little things. It's like, you know, and I think, again, it's, 
that's how some people argue is that they come with receipts you know it's like oh now we arguing oh well now that we talk it here you know they pull out this long list and i don't like that you do this and i don't like you do this and then at a certain point the other person doesn't hear you anymore like it's just like because it's just too much you know like i say pick two things two or three things to address you can't dress 20 things I also think it, if I, in, in this scene, it made me realize that they did not come into this couple's therapy with the right mindset. Nope. I think they each came in with the mindset of, I'm going to be validated in how I feel and how this person is the, the the villain of the story, and I am the victim. I am the hero. And they both came with that mindset, seeking that, versus what is it that you know I need to either own or do better or improve or help to do um, to make things better you're right what neither of them was like listened and was like oh my god you're right I do do that that was like no you do this like a one-upping yeah oh yeah well you do this yeah and like seeking that approval validation from insert therapist name and you know she very much did not give any of it um and I think I, I see that I've seen that happen a lot in my relationships as well as like just other friends relationships Absolutely. and family members like marriages and whatnot of like you, you claim you want help but what you really want is to be proven right you want to be, you want to be right you don't not necessarily make things better and or I in think, your head making things better is you being right and I think that is the downfall of many relationships, marriages, relationships, whatever, it's like that need to be right is more important than peace. And, you know, like, and, you know, working it out. It's like, no, I need to be right. Like saying, you're right, I'm wrong, I'm sorry, I apologize is so hard for people. It is, especially if you don't recognize that you did anything wrong, right? Like if your perception of the situation is, I genuinely did nothing wrong, (laughs) Even if you're like, I know what you need to hear from me is I'm sorry for doing this. If you don't fully believe in that, it's going to come across in some shape or form, whether it's like immediately or down the road, right? Like your actions are not going to show that you um, believed it or are truly apologetic if you're the one who did something wrong. Yeah, and I just, I I know people in my personal life, like family members who um, they just, because of their own trauma, just cannot accept blame like it's like a shield that they just raise up like nope i didn't do anything wrong you know what i mean and so like that hampers the relationship if you need that person to see what they did wrong talking about my mama like that so loud not your mom (laughs) but anyway (laughs) but no sorry mom if you ever listen to the podcast love you um yeah we can we can dub it in spanish No, we're good. She's good. Vamos a hablar. Terapista. Terapia. Terapia. But yes. Yeah, so um, essentially, the eventually the therapist gives them like the idea of have a little date night with each other. And there's like this cute little phrase where she said, because they both are like, oh, but we have so much going on. And she's like, yes, but the date night will help you guys show each other that you're part, you have a lot going on, but you're re focusing or prioritizing each other first or some woo-woo thing like that yeah um which i was like oh that makes sense no definitely um i'm, I'm a proponent of, of date night um in a relationship and whatever just prioritizing at least having one night a week where you guys are dating because you can get lost <coughs> sorry 
it can get lost if you're like really busy with work or whatever like just setting that sacred time to like have that connection because you can fall into a rut <clears throat> with my ex uh when we when we moved in together we were like oh we don't need a date night we see each other but like having that like night to dress up go out to a restaurant really focus on each other was so important and we realized that later when we, and when it was already like you know negativity and stuff like that you know like oh you don't spend time with me but i'm always with isn't you that, isn't that crazy how that happens <clears throat> so like there's like a shift in a relationship or like a romantic relationship um, where like after a certain point i don't know if it's because we're like oh we no longer have to put on airs for anybody or whatever it's just like and now we can just be in each other's apartment like i've never lived with the ex but um I've, I've gotten to that stage where it's like, oh, we used to go like on dates, not necessarily once a week or anything, mm-hmm. but like more frequently. And then it kind of just became, oh, we're just hanging out in my place or his place. Yeah. So like, oh, no, 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 let's just order something. I just watch a movie. And believe me, a bitch is a homebody. <laughs> Love that for me. But at the same time, like you said, having that moment to just like step outside and just do, um, you know, date stuff, cute stuff. Um, is always something that is great, but it always feels like that's something that falls off almost right away in relationships. And I feel like that's I've seen that be the case in both gay, straight, and non-conforming relationships too, where it's is it interesting. And then like seeing how that happens in the marriage over years. You know, I don't remember how long uh, Dre and Bo are married for. Twenty. But, wow. <coughs> um, so like imagining like not just like the date night side of things but like all the other little things that you probably are still doing you know two years into a relationship that slowly get peeled off and now you're just weird shells of yourself and not really the people that started the relationship anymore i mean uh kids kids will do that for sure like they become the priority obviously taking care of them make sure that you know helping them with homework cooking for them and stuff like that and for me if, I, if I'm if I'm gonna have kids, I want to be like the showrunner of Grey's Anatomy. I forget her name. She said all she does is go home and play with her kids because she has a chef, she has you know housekeeper, she has a nanny. Like she does not do all that, and like I don't want kids to disrupt my life so dramatically that I can't still like you be a person. About my girl Shonda? No, no, Shonda's oh, not. Krista. No. Yeah, uh, Vernoff. Vernoff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she said that. Like, she all she does is she is not the mom who does it all. Like, she has people working for her to do all these things. I'm like, I don't want to come home and cook. Nice to be white or a showrunner. Kenya's the same. Kenya, I'm sure he doesn't cook either or do all that. Well, do you think he would? We don't have to get into the politics (laughs) of that, but yeah, yeah. But But yeah. yeah, so. They go to the date night, essentially, and things seem to be going well. I love this relatable moment of Dre not being able to figure out what he wants to order because I've definitely <laughs> been there. Not as the person who doesn't know what he wants to order, but being with somebody who doesn't want to order. And you can see that Bo's like, this annoys me, but the purpose of tonight is not to do any of that. It's to just, you know, whatever. And I honestly think she let it go. And even he picked up on, like, oh, I'm doing something annoying, which I'm like, we love a self-aware queen or king, whatever. (laughs) And then they slowly start to, like, get into an argument. Um, 
and it's like really awkward because there's like another couple that was arguing at first and then they are looking at them like, <laughs> um, but it was like it was going well and then it, it just took one little like comment and it was like Bo was just like oh that sounds really good to hear like he complimented her and was like that sounds really good to hear and immediately he was just like well why not and for me I was like so Dre you're insecure because you feel like you don't give her compliments because I just was just like I interpreted her saying that as saying, like, I felt like I needed to be validated in this moment because whatever her reasons might be. But he heard that as, you don't compliment me enough. Um, and what if he doesn't? He needs to accept, he needs to hear that. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he does not, yeah. like, hey, you don't compliment me enough. You're right. I'm going to do better and compliment you more. But that's not, <laughs> that is not Dre. It, throughout the episode, it felt like, both but mostly dre was on the defensive and then it felt like Bo had to react to his defensiveness by being aggressive that and that is that from episode one of this whole series is like she says a line later we'll get to but like that is literally dre does his own thing and she has to react and like shift for him yeah and i mean i guess i could save this till we get a little bit later but i'm wondering like because I've been hearing a lot of conversations lately in some other um, podcasts that I've listened to where they talked about, like, in relationships, like, what what is your line of, like, compromise? Like, what do you compromise and what do you not compromise? And, like, what are things that you should compromise on versus not compromise on, you know? Like, for some people, it's like, I'm not having kids. And that's, like, a big deal. And for other people, it's like, I could or I couldn't. Whatever. Like, I'm down. Um, and I just think there's a lot of talk, there's a, like, this, like, underlying current of, like, compromising or lack thereof happening in the relationship where one person is just not doing something or giving something up at the expense of the other, and they're not talking about it, and then they feel upset about it. I would say Bo bends over backwards for Dre more than Dre does for her. Mm -hmm. Just being a straight black man, you know, Dre is just, you know stubborn and like it's his way he's the man of the house la 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 and Bo is like okay whatever I'll let you do your thing you know and I think I'm trying to think like I think she is tired of it I think that's really she is calling him out on things and he is reacting poorly and it just keeps getting worse I feel like that is what this whole thing is mm -hmm. I will say as you watch the episode it does come off as Dre being like the antagonist in this relationship honestly but by the time we get to the end um i'm like oh Bo is not innocent in this either and i did not like something that Bo ended up doing or saying i should say okay um so we'll get there we're not there yet um but yeah so they argue during this dinner and uh and they kind of recover sort of and then they make like an, a plan to like essentially have sex but then they're like oh let's do it tomorrow um which already shows that they're where they're they're like not and they say it they're like they're not in their flow and they're trying to get in their flow but then they're like oh but that's like not yeah um, and they're just on different pages right now yeah i did like the idea of sexing during the day you know like to give like the thrill get you know try to get that thrill back you know yeah we get it dallas you're a freak we get it like no but like it can't like if if sex is like a schedule like we will have sex at six p.m. and then you get to you wait till six p.m. like you gotta like build up you know what I mean get your juices going. 
I wouldn't know, Dan. I wouldn't know. Thank you. You will. You will. You mm-hmm. will. But yeah, I I think um, are we gonna talk about uh, work? Like the comments that his coworker said made. Um, I didn't really have much to say aside from the the line that I had mentioned before, but we can if you would like to um, expound upon. Well, they they talked about scheduled sex and how it's boring and it shouldn't be scheduled. Um, and then they also said to me that one of the white coworkers was like, "Oh, what you." Oh, he talked about like the date night. Like, oh, you actually plan to go out on a date with your wife, like, on purpose? And like, he was just so thrown by that. And I was like, yeah, it just shows you how date night is just a lot of married couples. Just you know, it's go to work, come home, take care of the kids. The idea of like taking time out to go spend time with your person is just foreign, and I think that's sad. Yeah, but that's it. I have no new notes there. Um, I think we can then just skip ahead to the 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 sex night. Um, and they're trying to get started. It's awkward, and then they start to bicker and argue a little bit, and then now they're actually are begin to argue about what the real issues are. Um, and Bo's like, you always get upset when things are not done your way or when I don't do things your way or at your time um, essentially calling him controlling mm-hmm. um, and then he's just like what did he say? I don't I don't remember if he got a chance to share his thoughts on it at that particular moment because then little baby starts crying and they're like oh great and they start arguing about that um, and they go, they see Devante, they are continue arguing more about like, oh, who's going to be the parent right now? And then they see Devante walk and they're like, oh my God, yay, love, everything is happy, cheery, we're fine. And you're supposed to believe that that's, you know, things are fine. Yeah, it was crazy. like, oh, it was a happy moment for a second. A, it was yeah, like a in second. In a normal show, this is, would have been like where we wrap up and there's like a little monologue at the end where it's like, things worked out, it takes time, whatever. That's not what happens. Um... There's another scene directly after that where they just come back after putting him to bed. And they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad. Bo's like, I'm so relieved that, you know, he's walking. And then Dre's immediately like, which I first was like, well, why are you asking? Like, now you're just picking up on too much. Yeah. But then when she said what she says next, I was like, oh, well. Uh, I. She, so he's like, what do you mean? I thought you said they were like relieved like I thought you said everything was going to be fine she's like oh well you know I was a little worried there but I didn't want to like stress out about it and essentially she f- reveals that she was just as worried as he was but I guess the way she processes her anxieties and her fears is to not let it consume her in the same way that Dre's nervous energy is all he thinks about and we see this like back and forth argument where Dre reveals like so you basically let me feel like I was alone going through this which is real um she keeps trying to say like no like I just don't process or I don't do do things the way you do um and he's getting to this big argument that ends with her saying like I guess we just see the world in different ways Mm -hmm. and he's like yeah I think we do too and they go to bed like separate facing not each other um, a lot to unpack there. Oh, absolutely. Like to... I, I I think there there are many layers to that, and you know there. Like an onion. I I love. 
I love art. Like you know, if there's a TV show, a book, or a movie where you read a line, or you see a performance, and it's like, oh, this person has lived this. Like this is real, and I think this is really Kenya's divorce. You know, like this, the realness of the scene just feels so genuine. You know what I mean? But I think people processing things differently is just a way of life, and I think that's where communication comes in. Because I think about that movie, Private Life, is a really good movie on Netflix about a white couple just trying to have a child. That's the whole movie. Um, and she gets mad at him. The wife gets mad at the husband because he does not seem as upset, like, by the setbacks. You know, like, the whatever in vitro didn't work or whatever. Like, she's, like, on the floor and he's just like, oh, no, whatever. It's like, and they just are, pro they are processing it differently. And she she just has to let him do that. You know what I mean? And I think it's the same here. Though, like you're saying, oh, I do. I think Bo could have communicated that she also was, you know, had some anxiety about it instead of letting him feel alone. But I'm on both sides. I'm team Bo here. I think given how Dre overreacts to a lot of things, her, like she was saying, like she felt like he would go OD if she, if she was also... She was kind of she was trying to check him in a way, like check his anxiety, because if she was like, oh, I'm also anxious about this. I feel like Dre would go to the deep end. You know what I mean? Like he would catastrophize. I guess. But then I felt like she was buzzword of the day gaslighting him a little bit throughout because yeah. I think she she also relied because she's a doctor. I forgot yeah. what her specialty is, but she kept relying on like. Well, you know, the research says this, da, da, da. and you know, for me, I'm just like, oh, well, she's a doctor. Clearly, she knows what she's talking about. But for her to still be like, well, I had the same um, concerns and worries and fears and whatnot. Um, it just like, I don't know. I felt like that she could have fell back a little bit at just how hard she was. Like, it was almost like insistent that like nothing is wrong and I don't think anything is wrong. Yeah. Um, from what we got, at least in the episode, I would imagine, you know, if we could follow them like a reality TV show that we would have seen more of that in their interactions too. And I, I like that. I'm not going to say that I'm not team Bo. I think that they both have uh, equal responsibility in the breakdown. Um, but I think it, it, it firmly moves me, her saying that firmly moves me into, like, the center. Because I think throughout the episode, I was like, so Dre, buddy, check the ego at the door. But now I'm realizing, oh, but she did play into that. And again, it's it's about, you know, maybe she's trying to, like, what is it, like, prevent him from spiraling out of, like, in, in his anxiety and worry. But even good intentions still can have a negative impact or bad impact yeah so. the, the, um, there's a quote from a video game that i like he said a character says the best of the best of intentions bring about the worst kind of trouble and i would say yeah yeah um, that's what they said about me in high school <laughs> um i think so obviously as we said at the beginning this the episode ends basically here but this and this storyline goes on for the next uh three or four episodes at what point, and there's like other layers that go into it, so but we're not going to get into that, but at what point do you think it's just done? It's like the relationship is just done. Nothing that we can do can repair it. Because there are people that believe that like you can always work on a relationship. You know, you can always, uh, as long as both people are putting in the effort, right? You can always make that 
relationship work. What is going on with my hair? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I see. Um, I think. But yeah, so like at what point? You know, it doesn't have to be specific to this specific relationship couple. It can be just like in general. But like, what point do you feel that like you just have to walk away, whether it be divorce or just breaking up or separation, whatever that means? I think. I think it's exactly. I mean, I think it's what you're saying. Like relationships take work, and people have to figure. You know, it works. Like two people together, it takes work, you know, like communicating, constantly, you know, shifting and adjusting for each other. And I think when you get to the point and that point is different for different people, it might be two years, it might be five years, might whatever. When you just don't want to do it anymore, that's when you know, like when you just like, again, we talked about them going to the therapy scene. They weren't doing the work and there might be a point where it's just like, oh, I know what we got to do. I know what our issues are, but. I just don't have the energy. I don't. I don't care to try to compromise anymore, and that's a real thing, and that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I think about it like in a marriage that lasts twenty, thirty, forty years. There's no way that you're the same person that you were when you first started dating, let alone got married. And you know, we see this with our friendships, right? Like we, if we have long-lived friendships for like same amount of time those people we change as people and usually we stay friends with those people unless things happen but it's just interesting at what point do you just sort of say like we're just two different people and we just don't work anymore you know and I, I feel like there's been a lot of people especially in the older generations that kind of got to a point of we're just not we're not those two people anymore. We're not them anymore, but we're still together because reasons versus children like, usually. Yeah. You see how they keep talking shit up. Jesus. That's a choice, America. <laughs> you choose to have children. But um I just think about that feeling of like if you are feel like you're completely different and the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with is just another different person and those two different people do not connect like it's scary to think about like i'm gonna let go of this 30 year long thing that came with children potentially um and like investments and the house and a car whatnot and i don't know i i honestly don't know i've always been one of those people who's like the minute one of my friends is like having a recurring arguments. I'm like, break up with him. It's not worth it. Um, I'm a very do as I say, not as I do person. Um, and I don't know what I would do in that situation, right? Like, it's easy for me to be like, mm, I don't feel right here. But you can't also ignore whatever the history is. Yeah, I um, I completely lost my train of thought. I had it, and then I just lost it. Is it back in Cancun? That is where it is at, exactly. Ah. That, is, that is where it's at. Uh, on the beach, washed up. There's a mescarita right there. Um, no, um, yeah, I completely lost it, goddammit. Keep going, keep talking. You're good at that. Okay, you know, it's what I do then. <laughs> yeah. um, don't laugh. <laughs> that wasn't a joke. Anyway. Um, no, yeah, I... I think about like relationships that I've been in, um, one in particular where oh. I got it. I got huh. it. No. Um, oh, yes. Go. That's great. Cause I didn't want to talk about that relationship. So great. No. Um, 
No, I just, you know, I, I get sad when I hear that whole, like, oh, we're two different people, you know, like, we, you know, we grew apart. And I'm like, to me, I think it would be beautiful to be with somebody for 20 years and, like, grow with them and, like, you know, learn lessons and, like, see them evolve as you evolve. But um, to me, I think, I don't know. Again, I've never been in that situation, so I don't know. But to me, unless they, like, become a trans person or, like, change their sexuality, decide, realize that they're straight or something... Like, why can't you figure out how to adapt to that new person? You know, that's my thing. That's the only, like that's the only thing I can think of. Like, if I were dating a man, and he's suddenly like, I'm actually straight. You know what I mean? Or I'm a woman now. Like, I can't. I think, yeah, but... I think in the literal sense, yes, right. But like, there are things that are just subtle. I mean, think about people that you were friends with in high school, right? There are people that you probably might still talk to here and there occasionally from high school, and it's not like you had a falling out with them, but you just you you know who you are right now and who they are. Yeah. It's just like we're not we're not going to be what we were. Like it's just, and I'd rather keep it that way, you know? Yeah. And it's interesting. I just had a. Um, I reconnected on Saturday actually with uh, my really uh, long term was my oldest best friend in the whole wide world from first grade all the way through college. Um, and we, we 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 sort of drifted apart middle slash post college, and this is our first time like seeing each other in about seven years, eight Aww. years maybe. I think since I was teaching, honestly, and it was weird. And it was different. There was a lot of nostalgia going on. Um, both of us recognizing that, like, damn, like, you haven't changed. I haven't changed. But then, for me at least, also recognizing, oh, you have changed. And, or, like, more so that I've changed and I know who I am as a person, what I value, and, like, the kinds of people that I surround myself with. You don't necessarily fit that anymore. Or we don't have the same values anymore. And it's not to say that, I know, it's kind of sad. Um, it's not to say that I value that person less or anything, but it's just, you no longer, there's not a space for you anymore. Mm. And that's okay. And I think that's, that's when I think of like, oh, like when you said like, oh, I just can't imagine like, what would it be? I, I mean, I feel like I've experienced that not on a like relationship level, but at least in like friend terms of like, sometimes it's just people just grow in different directions your life takes you in different paths yeah. even if you're living in the same household and yeah you know that how many family members do you have that you're like i'm cool with you but i would not be friends with you you know it's like i can socialize i can be like oh yeah yeah but if i had the choice you ain't never seen me again yeah i could think of um i used to be religious growing up and i have some old high school friends who are religious and it is challenging to talk to them uh, because I don't feel comfortable talking about my boyfriend, you know, like and stuff like that. Because I know that they believe that that's a sin. Gay. They believe that's a sin and all that. Yeah, exactly. So I can see that. Like if if my boyfriend was like, "I found the Lord," like that would, you know, that <laughs> that would that would do it for sure. Yeah. Ah, heavy stuff. Anything else you want to talk about when in, in regards to divorce? the episode the breakdown of a friendship or sorry relationship i do think it's interesting that uh you know it's a four episode arc it's beautiful and i like the way it ends they obviously are still together they're on season seven now this is season four so they are chilling um but 
Kenya and Rain, the real Rainbow, who Bo is named after, she's also a doctor in real life. They did not work out. And that's kind of, that's sad to me. And that was after, I think it was after this arc, like they divorced. It was like, damn. So, yeah. Thing changes people. Yeah, I guess it And does. that's the other thing, right? It's like, you can change because of like jobs or like opportunities that now you've had that weren't there when you were first there. You know, how many of these celebrities that are like, oh, I was dating my high school sweetheart and now I'm famous and it's not a thing anymore. Like, you know, it's, or, it's different. Oh, we watched, oh my God, we watched it. The killer, the that uh, Netflix uh, documentary about the killer next door. Remember he like, the white guy, he like got ripped. Like he like lost a lot of weight and wanted to, it was, Sometime last year, the guy he lost a lot of weight. Oh my god! Yeah, that doc. It was the documentary. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was. Was it the killer next door? Something like that. Like he had the wife. Yeah. Two daughters. Yeah. He lost a whole bunch of weight and got fine as hell. And then then suddenly he wanted to. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. But yeah, but like, I mean, (laughs) maybe it's not a good example, but (laughs) divorce or kill your wife, you know, either one. But no, um. He lost a lot of weight, and suddenly he wanted to like experience like dating, you know, being a fine person. And I was like, "Oh, that's uh-huh. that's an interesting choice." He could have, he really should have just divorced. Like, can you just divorce and you know? But anyway, yeah. he had like a side piece. Right? He had a side piece, yeah. Who was also a beautiful uh, model woman. But yeah, not to say that his wife wasn't. She was very beautiful on her own. She's just so well. bitchy. That's the whole thing. But anyway. Oh my god. Okay. Please don't cancel us. Um all right. Uh do you wanna go oh, to the next oh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. Do you wanna go no. to the next oh, no. now? I mean damn. <laughs> it's okay. Um We can edit that out. You, you're, that's your job no, to edit. No, we'll <laughs> for, for posterity. Um uh, do we have a listener letter here? I was in Cancun, damn it. No, we did not. It's okay. It's fine. It's next fine. next it's week, fine. we will. We will. When, when yeah, we also yeah. know what we're talking about next week, we don't. It's hard to find, you know, divorced people in, you know, the world. Though we do have a friend who's divorced, and um, it's so funny. When I first met him, he was thinking about going through divorce, and I was just idolizing, like, oh, my God, he's a gay man, and he's married. Oh, my God, like, it's it's possible. Look at that. They've been married for 10 years. Meanwhile, he's over here, like, over the relationship and ready to divorce. I was like, God damn it. But, yeah, that's marriage equality, right? We can also get divorced and hate each other. 53%? Yeah. Um, so then I guess that takes us to the lessons learned. Would you like to start off the lessons learned? The lesson learned. What is the lesson learned? Um, I think it's what we were saying about the therapy. When they went to therapy, it's like, in a relationship, being open and to listen to the other side, what you're doing wrong, you know, like being right, I think is the enemy to a relationship. If you always have to be right, then you're not going to be in a relationship. And I think I can leave it at that. Yeah, I was going to touch on the same thing about basically when you are seeking help whether it be counseling or you know just whatever the help whatever form that takes that means that you have to actually put in the work and not just be like well the fact that i'm here means that we are doing the work and we saw how they both were just very much not doing the work within the session 
And I think it, it's all about what's your intentionality or mindset when you go in um, to the counseling or, again, whatever the, uh, the form of help is. And if you have the right mindset, um, then hopefully things work out. And again, sometimes, as we said, the, the resolution is that we have to be apart. And sometimes that sucks, you know, and we don't want to hear that. We don't want to admit that. But like sometimes it's just better to be apart. Um, than it is to like work things out but you can only get to that point place in a healthy way if you are both willing to do the work yeah otherwise it becomes you know vitriol chaos turmoil especially you can do that early enough you know what i mean where you realize like before you get married before you have yeah before you're like really in it and committed um you can like have an amicable like you know we just don't work and then yeah. it's okay and thinking about, we didn't touch on this because it didn't show up in the episode, but in one of the later episodes, the impact that their, like, falling out has on the rest of the family, the kids yeah. in particular, because um, they start to pick up on it. Oh, that was so sad when they, like, tried to not argue in, in front of them and they just couldn't oh, yeah. help it. It was like, oh, like th- when the kids see it. Yeah. Because uh, that's that made it, I think, for them, it made it real. Yeah, It's like, absolutely. this is no longer something that exists within we, we our We can't world. sweep it under the rug. Yeah. all right so i think we don't have homework for you guys again but we just look out for our social our class is easy they don't take our class seriously anymore like we no homework oh it's a bird course you just fly through it um but we will be assigning homework yes we will get it back we'll get it together blackboard and we will um post it and submit it there we will get it together once we figure out what we're talking about next because i literally am like so exhausted i had such a good time but i'm like oh my god woe is me i was on a fucking beach (laughs) i'm sorry dallas (laughs) life must be tough people are dying kim um all right well if you have anything else any uh, announcements or anything for your show nope I, cool well with that i will say class is dismissed keep bouncing and behaving adios